0: There Dude, we go. Now we're
1: recording. You, you prematurely boomed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have I have a problem with that. A little premature boom every now and again. Anyway. Hello and welcome to the newest mini episode of the
1: Never Heard of It podcast. I am Craig Moorhead. And I'm Sean Harwell, and you can find us online at Never Heard Podcast, on Twitter at Never Podcast, and elsewhere by Googling our name. Or you can Bing it. You, you, you could Bing it if you want to. <laughs> Bing it. That sounds fun. Why have I never said Bing it before?
0: I know. I, I mean, that's that probably should have been their whole campaign right there.
1: Well, other than that, how are you doing? Uh, all, all is well, man. Uh, how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, too. I think we got a lot to talk about tonight, so maybe we should just dive right in, yeah? Let's
0: dive in, Sean. What do you got?
1: Well, the first thing I wanted to mention is um, I actually found the name of the book, that Stanley Kubrick's assistant wrote <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I was blathering about and raving about the idea of last time we did one of these. It is called Stanley Kubrick and Me by Emilio Alessandro. And uh, you should look that up. There's some cool excerpts uh, on his website. And that definitely looks like a book that all of us should be reading who are Kubrick fans. So I'm excited about that.
0: That does look cool.
1: Second thing is I think we should... Take a second to talk once again about Zootopia. Um, it's out on video now, and regardless of whether or not you've seen it or not, it passed a pretty important milestone. I think this week it it crossed the billion dollar mark at the box office globally. That's and, incredible. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. I mean, especially for a movie that came out. I think you know in like January or February. Well, that's not necessarily the hottest time in the world for making money at the box office, but. Uh, the reason I wanted to mention it, I mean, it's not like it's unusual for a movie to make a billion dollars these days, necessarily, but apparently this is now the second highest grossing original film of all time, as in not based on any source material, um, second to Avatar. So that's pretty crazy when you put it in that perspective, I think. Indeed. Especially at a time where original films are, are less and less likely,
0: <laughs> period. Yeah.
1: Um, but, of course, the big irony in all this is now that there will be, you know, multiple sequels <laughs> of, of Zootopia. And, you know, uh, if James Cameron is to be, be believed, like, four Avatar sequels. So,
0: Yeah, um, when, when are those coming?
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, I don't know on. what he's necessarily waiting on, but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, I guess. Sure. And, Craig, I'll tell you something else you're excited about. Tell me. Your boy. Eddie Murphy, just read today, is teaming up with his boy, Brett Ratner, uh, to make a movie for Netflix. And apparently, hear me out.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, This is going to be a bit of a mockumentary set in the world of 60s soul music, although I don't think it takes place in the 60s, but it's about a guy who was popular in the 60s. And the title, at least at the moment, is called Soul, 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 The Murray Murray Story.
0: Sean, yeah, can I, can I start talking about this right now? Please do. So I read that article and yeah. I, I liked it okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 was, I was reading through it and I said, okay, nothing sounds bad here. Sure. Um, Brett Ratner's not my favorite, but okay, you know?
1: I do like his comedies better than his other movies. Well, I liked Red Dragon. I like that remake that he did. Sure. But uh, Money Talks, you know, that's a funny, funny flick, man.
0: Well, you know, and, and, and honestly, Russia. Uh, Tower Heist had some good moments in it, mainly because it was Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. kind of bringing some of that old magic back a little bit. But uh, when I read the title, Soul, 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 The Murray Murray Story, <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud. Did you? Okay. I said... That's almost all I need to know. And even better, it gets into the plot of it, which is he becomes, he, he, there's a resurgence in his career. He's kind of forgotten about. There's a resurgence in his career because a hip-hop group samples his music. And he decides he needs to come back to destroy hip-hop.
1: I like that. Yeah. I okay.
0: I like everything about that. I like the ambition of that whole story. Um,
1: what do, you, what do you think of Eddie Murphy in the mockumentary uh, format? I mean, I'm I, imagining I, this is probably going to be somewhat improv. I mean, they're probably going to let him yeah. loose a bit, right?
0: I think, I think that's the thing. I think he's, he's very good at, at improv anyway. He's going to be able to ad-lib as, as much as he wants. I mean, the, the, the only thing that I think uh, is in question is who's going to be in charge of cutting it down. Sure, because if if it's just him going off, and if he really <laughs> happens to be like, really be in love with himself, it may not work very well. Yeah, um, you know, if if people can make like tough cuts and tough choices and really save the gold, it could be incredible. So, um, but well, I mean, I just reading that description has me very uh, optimistic.
1: And I think this we should this should be your campaign right now. You're you're an editor. Mm-hmm. This movie is clearly going to need probably multiple editors. Uh, Hollywood, true. let's get let's get Craig on the phone. Let's make this happen.
0: Well, you know what? Actually, Sean, can I can can I speak directly to Hollywood for a second?
1: Yeah, let me put him on the line.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Hollywood, this is Craig Moorhead. Call me. I think that's all I should say. Probably.
1: Oh, dude, I had the wrong number. I'm sorry. Oh
0: wait, who was that then? <laughs>
1: Um, That was Hollywood, Florida.
0: Ah, uh, well, maybe they need... That's fine.
1: Yeah, they probably need some editors.
0: <laughs> let's just leave it there. Yeah, anyway.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Let's move on then from that to uh, some pretty interesting news, I thought. Um, having done a faith-based movie, and the listener suggested mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Song... Uh, many episodes ago. I I saw a story today that reminded me of something I think I tried to bring up in that episode that we probably cut out because I didn't ever articulate it properly. (laughs) But um, the phenomenon known as God's Not Dead, which obviously um, there was a sequel recently, the producers of that first original film are being sued by two screenwriters, one of whom is actually Michael Landon's son, uh, basically in claims that they either stole the idea or that there are too, too many similarities to have not stolen the idea or been influenced by it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, these sort of lawsuits happen all the time. Um, typically, I think what I like to see as a writer when thinking about their their chances in the suit is in uh, some sort of connection to that company. Like, they submitted this material at one point, and then three years later, a movie was made that was, you know, similar enough— that clearly they based upon. Uh, there doesn't quite appear to be that connection in an article I read, but it does, I think it, it raises an interesting moral conundrum, because mm-hmm. if you are the producers of something um, that is based upon Christian scripture, uh, obviously stealing would not be something that would be um, advised in yes. any capacity. So, I yes. think it will be interesting to see how this plays out. And it did, I mean, I think that's kind of like I, I remember trying to bring up the idea of, you know, I, I wonder even when making these movies, if it's difficult, let's say you, you're two actors, your male and your female lead, they're both married, you know, off screen to different people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it icky? You know, do you get into some weird area to have them kiss on screen? You know, um,
0: interesting, yeah.
1: You know, is that sort? Does that fall under the umbrella of adultery? I don't know. You know, who knows how these producers kind of label themselves on the spiritual spe- spectrum? They may not be Christians or identify as Christians at all. But right. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this lawsuit.
0: Uh, the other thing about that, when I was reading that article, I remember because yeah, the first thing I always think anytime I see any of these articles where someone's suing someone because they stole their idea. For any of these things, it, it does always at first feel like, yeah, probably not. I mean, there, there are a lot of similar ideas, you know, uh, and you never know until you really dig down into the details. But, but the only thing I could think of was, I remember reading one of those chick, chick tracts. Um, what is
1: that? I'm not familiar with that.
0: So, so these are uh, distributed by religious groups, and maybe it was only one religious group, I don't know. But there was a guy, Jack Chick, who would draw these uh sort of comic strips in these little rectangular booklets. Mm-hmm. And and each one would kind of lay out a, a really terrible sort of straw man story. Okay. Uh and and, you know, the the lesson always being that, you know, you, you need to be more faithful or you're gonna burn in hell. And one of them was the arrogant college professor who, oh God doesn't exist, and the student who said, Yes he does, you know, and the student in the end completely winning the day.
1: Are you saying? That this man also has a lawsuit? Well, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out.
0: Uh, if Oh, man. Yeah. If God's Not Jeez Dead stole Rise's idea, where did Rise get their idea? Um, you're you're going to be so, I don't know. rolling it,
1: it, in the money soon, man, from Microsoft to helping this guy win $100 million yeah. uh, in his yeah. civil suit here. Man.
0: Uh, oh, I got I to stake my claim, man. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Thank
1: you. One of the last things I wanted to bring up was uh, a bit of sad news, but. Also kind of remarkable, um, apparently this, this man named Willis Pyle died today. Uh, Willis Pyle, he was an animator, and I don't know, it's just crazy. Like, you see these things together, and then you're like, oh, my God, like, of course, you know, there are people that went through this experience and had this on his resume, but Pinocchio, Bambi, Fantasia. Like, a ma- <laughs> that's yes. nuts. Mr. Magoo, Woody Woodpecker. I mean... Just these like iconic pieces of animation. Yeah, I mean, I think the studio system was obviously different. Like, he went to work for Disney apparently in like 1937 as an office boy and then worked his way up to, to, to be an assistant animator on Pinocchio. And so you get, you know, you get stuck there. You're working under contract for Disney. Of course, you're going to end up working on these three huge, amazing, yeah. <laughs> timeless movies. Um, But, yeah, it's just nuts to think about. He also apparently did a a short for Dr. Seuss called Gerald McBoing Boing, uh, which won an Academy Award in 1951. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Mr. Pyle. That's that's pretty impressive. We would all be so lucky. Indeed. Um, And then last but not least, I brought up a trailer to you. And I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but it's it's for the film "The Handmaiden," which is coming out, and that's uh Chan-wook Park, who I know from finally finally watching Old Boy last year and just being blown away by this movie that everybody else had seen and been talking about for like yeah. the past ten years. Uh, and then I immediately I watched Stoker and was not quite blown away by that, right but uh, boy, this trailer has me excited. What did you think of it? I mean, it's it, inter- I don't know what the hell is going on, but no. <laughs> it was cool. There's some interesting music in it. and um,
0: Well, and that, yeah, that's exactly, that's one of the best things about it. There, there's, I, I don't know what the story's about. Mm-hmm. Everything looks great, and it all looks like it fits together in a certain way. I, I can't tell what's going on, but it's, it's such a, a sort of a pleasurable experience just watching that trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very interested in what, what that's all about.
1: Yeah, we'll throw up a link for that. Um, It looks like it may be out in Korea at the moment and hopefully work its way west very, very soon because it looks awesome.
0: Indeed. 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 Indeed.
1: Well, Craig, should we talk about what we're going to do next time? We've had a little bit of difficulty finding a decent copy of of X Drummer, that Belgian movie. I still would really like to see that. It's on Vudu. It's not in HD. Um, I don't know if anybody has a decent lead on where to find this movie. Yeah. Uh, in a good quality version. I think you found a version that had like Russian subtitles.
0: I did, which, which didn't is a problem. Help
1: me. No. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going to go down that route again. Um, so I thought maybe. I'd run a couple titles past you real quick, and let's, let's find our movie for next week. Let's do it. Craig, mm-hmm. I know you've heard of this. One from the Heart? Yeah. Okay, of course. Have you seen One from the Heart?
0: I haven't seen it yet. Me it, either. It, it's I been streaming for a long time, and, and I, I did start watching it once, uh, and I didn't stop it because I didn't like it. I just remember I, I, I just couldn't watch the whole thing at the time, and yeah, I never went back to it, so
1: got to get yeah. There. Yeah, there's a couple missing pieces in my Coppola uh, yeah. bio that I got to go back and pick up. All right, the next one, Heartburn.
0: Yeah, Nicholson? You
1: know? Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: How do I not know of a Nicholson Streep Mike Nichols movie? I know. Crazy. Okay, um, I got a documentary I can throw at you or an action movie?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I hate to be this way, but hit me with the action movie first.
1: Okay. The Inside Man, and not the Spike Lee Inside Man. What year? Inside Man is a 1982 movie starring wow. Dennis Hopper.
0: Wow. Action
1: you know the synopsis?: Adventure. No, yeah. well, not yet. I'd like okay. to
0: guess what it's about.
1: Dennis Hopper and someone named Hardy Kruger.
0: Okay. And it's the movies about Dennis Hopper trying to escape... From Harvey Kruger, you said,
1: Hardy Kruger. H-
0: Harvey Kruger uh, trying Hardy. to escape. Hardy, Hardy.
1: Yeah, like Laurel and Hardy. That
0: doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. So it's Dennis Hopper trying to escape from Hardy Kruger's large intestine. I Man.
1: like the idea of that, okay. but no, okay. this is not like an interspace Space sequel. It's uh, a Soviet submarine ran aground on the coast of Sweden. The sub was carrying a hush- hush laser search device, which promptly vanished. I mean, it doesn't get more 80s than that, right? Wow, yeah. so we, I think we got to watch it.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't heard of it, so let's let's do it.
1: All right, everybody. This is on Amazon Prime. Right now, it was just added recently, so it will still be there when we do this uh, very, very soon. Um, So go check that out, and then we'll be back again. And if you didn't see the news, Craig and I just joined Frank and Nick on Podcasting Them Softly for an awesome episode talking about the film Buzzard from last year. And... Boy, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it?
0: It's a lot of fun. It's a good talk, uh, and it's a crazy movie, so uh, it's definitely worth giving that a, a listen.
1: Yeah, so go check that out. We're going to have those guys on uh, our podcast real soon. Right on. Yeah, so until next time, just do what you got to do.